welcome in to the Old Talk Podcast. This is your host, Jeffrey Woodruff, and today is Friday. Whoa! First Friday episode in a few weeks. We were on a we were on an absolute tear with Thursday episodes. That's why everyone knows every Thursday on the social media pages at the All Talk Pod on Instagram, at the All Talk Pod on Twitter, say every Thursday in quotation marks because it gives us a little bit of flexibility. And we needed it this week more than ever. This week was just one of those weeks. You guys saw the the press release. My brain was mush this week a culmination of a lot of things just coming together mushified my brain but we are here and absolutely excited to be here episode 26 of the all talk pod i think what we're going to start doing now we we've said it a few times like episode 23 was our jordan episode 24 was kobe rip i missed 25 25 can be my jamal charles episode Episode 26, Clinton Portis, in uh, in memory of Clinton's historic career in the NFL, I'm pretty sure he was number 26. Stat department, do something with your life. Check me on that, please. But this is our Clinton Portis episode, which is very timely because of, honestly, just the terrible scandal that's coming out uh, from the Washington NFL team, no longer... The R-Words or the Redskins. Just the Washington, D.C. Uh, professional football organization. They've got a scandal that dropped today. Uh, it's been a long time coming, I think. We'll get into it in a bit. But as far as the rest of the week has gone, it's been good. You know, it's been a whirlwind. It seems like this is one of those weeks that's drug on for like two months but we are nearing the end of it. If you are a Friday, you have to be a Friday listener, I guess, this week. You're very close. You were dangerously close to your weekend. But we've got a lot of good stuff to talk about on episode 26 of the All Talk Pod. Incredibly excited to be here. Thank you for listening. Twitter kind of had a heyday. Twitter, I've said it probably countless times. If you are not on Twitter yet, get on Twitter it's the social media platform for intellectuals, which is probably a very terrible way to put it because Cake Twitter kind of popped off this week. Um, if you're not familiar, there has been a cult-like following between or behind objects that look like they should be ordinary objects such as like a a microphone which is just what I'm looking at right now computer monitor laptop you they look so similar to their standard consistency that you think oh you know look at this oyster for example there's no way this is going to be a piece of cake but now these bakeries are getting absolutely insane and making pretty much every single day-to-day object in our lives look like cake and Twitter is pretty much losing its mind over it. I saw a montage. I got lost in a montage for a little bit. And it's disturbing, I think, how how alike they can make like a head of lettuce. And then they cut it, and it is a cake. It's very disturbing. It's not what we need right now. Our minds are all in a very fragile state. And the one, again, that got me, pushed me over the edge, was the oyster. It was the most... 
it looked exactly it was like moist and wet as oysters typically are and they doctored it up so well and then they just brought a knife through it and lo and behold oyster cake I don't know who the hell comes up with that but people who are obsessed with cake twitter my one piece of advice to you maybe maybe check out a psychiatrist maybe go talk to someone because I think your your issues lie a little bit deeper than than most. So cake Twitter uh, kind of popped off. Twitter in, in all aspects is always popping off. Will Smith. Ay, ay, ay. Will Smith is someone who I, uh, you know, I think someone that we all kind of look up to as as one of the acting goats. You know, someone who's been around since Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. God. Will Smith and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is all time. His character is fantastic. He's got great movies. Every single Will Smith movie, you know, I, I can't say that broad of a term or, or cast that wide of a net for his movies, but I would say 90% of them are fantastic. I've probably watched I, Robot, or I, is it I, Robot? I Am, no, it's I, Robot, and then I Am Legend. Either way, two good movies. I've probably watched I, Robot 30 times. It's just one of those movies that is constantly playing on TNT. For all of us who grew up without the luxury of Netflix and we would have to just mindlessly surf channels in order to find something. I Am Robot Shooter is another one that I've probably seen uh, an unhealthy amount of times on, on TNT, FX, whatever it is. But Will had some uh, really tough face-to-face news come out uh, with his wife, unfortunately, of all people, uh, Jada Smith. And their relationship has always been a uh, drum up as one that's that's ideal, pic- picture perfect. You know, Will always makes a, a, a big uh, entrance whenever him and Jada are on the red carpet. They always hype each other up each other's homies, each other's best friends, stuff like that. I'm looking at this picture of Will right now, Will and Jada on the red carpet, and he's doing that thing where he's like showing her off like a piece of art. And then the picture next to him is is the face that he was making when Jada told him that she had an entanglement, a.k.a. just straight up cheated on the dude with some some rapper that honestly... I don't even know his name. I didn't even take the time to to get through that. But really, the saddest part about all of it is this is like an intimate conversation, and it was all caught live, on camera. Like, the news was broken on camera, which kind of raises some questions. Is this a publicity stunt? Who knows? I'm not going to go there. I say no. But they are still together from from what I've seen. But anyway, Jada uh, cheated on Will, and she told him pretty much face-to-face. She did tell him face-to-face on her little talk show thing, something that, that he took the time out of his day to go on. And then she goes out there and breaks poor Will Smith's heart. Will is just one of those guys that, you know, it always feels like he's always in the right He's always on the good side of things, the good side of history. And he's someone that I feel like is uh, probably a good guy to hang out with. A nice guy, 
someone you could crack jokes with, someone that you should not cheat on. But, oh, here we go. August Alcina is the guy's name, the rapper. And she admitted that she cheated on him. So, fellas, keep your heads on a swivel out there. That's 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 my two cents for uh, relationship advice on the All Talk Pod. As someone who's been in a relationship for several years now, I am qualified to give relationship advice. Thank you very much. And this week's, if, if you haven't caught on yet, this week's week in recap for Clinton Portis episode, episode number 26, is pretty much what's been trending on Twitter. And uh, continuing down that road, the NBA is producing Fuego content out of the bubble life in Orlando. NBA players, you know, you can go back and forth on sort of their whininess every once in a while and their drama and stuff like that. But when it comes to situations related to Twitter specifically, the NBA is just on an entirely different level content-wise. And NBA Bubble Life, if you're not following that account on Twitter quite yet, highly recommend. That That's keeping you up to date with everything going on. But for everyone who's not familiar with the situation, all of the NBA players are living in Orlando, Disney Orlando's uh, resort, waiting for sort of quarantining all of themselves prior to the kickoff of the NBA season, which seems like it's going to happen. Snacks and I on episode 25, if you have not listened to that, go peep it. A lot of good stuff on there. Big Patrick Mahomes talk on episode 25. Might be some Patrick Mahomes talk on episode 26 as well. But these guys are uh, content kings, and they are keeping each other very entertained down there. And so all the NBA players get down to the bubble, and immediately it kind of seems like it's going to be a disaster. It seems like it's going to be a uh, situation where they're being fed just terrible hotel food, and everyone's just constantly complaining. They're all bored. They don't have anything to do. And that's what it felt like at the start. But now I think they're all sort of embracing it, and they're just rolling with it. I'm sure they're having an absolute blast down there, just sort of hanging out together. They're keeping each other busy, keeping uh, everyone busy with with a lot of different activities throughout the week. A lot of guys are going out and fishing. I would have never pegged. There's a few things, actually, that the NBA players are doing in the bubble that I would not have really pegged NBA players to enjoy. Number one is fishing. These guys are going out there and reeling in monster hogs like I go out and fish and I'll get a tiny little bluegill sunfish whatever you want to call them it's like impossible to get the lure out of its mouth fishing is enjoyable but sometimes it's it's kind of gnarly if if you catch a fish the wrong way with the hook it's it's not a pretty scene but either way the NBA players my boy Luca for example that's right Luca is is my boy I'm a Dallas resident Dallasite so I'm 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 all in on on the Mavs this year. So I'm 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 excited for Luca having a big big fishing day a few days back. And then there's a lot of other players uh, getting involved with the fishing as well. And I, I'm curious how that works from like a logistical and equipment standpoint. Like do you think Luca and 
and some of his teammates like go up and and knock on coach's room, peek their heads in. They're like, "Hey, coach, do you think we could get some fishing poles and and some lures flown in or brought into the Disney Orlando resort? We want to go fish a little bit." And coach is just like, "Shit, yeah, I'll, I'll get on that." And then next thing you know, they have like some white gloved assistant bringing them a, a fishing pole with with a fresh can of worm, worms to go with it. What it would be. What a life some of those NBA players are living. I, I'm sure looking back on everything, once they get through this, I'm, I have a feeling that this is going to be one of the most enjoyable things uh, that they've all been able to do. I'm sure the camaraderie is fantastic down there because it's just like going to camp with all your friends. Like You're stuck there. You, you know you have no other options. So you might as well just make the most of that most of it and the NBA players are doing a fantastic job uh, while stuck in bubble life as well they're also shotgunning beers JJ Redick is out there challenging dudes and a lot of guys are uh, they're housing them as a former fraternity member I've shotgunned a beer or two in my day and I would get embarrassed by these guys I'm sure it's just the the pure size of their bodies probably large throats all right that's that's enough throat talk for uh, for today's episode. The large throats, though, and they are sucking those beers down. They're all they're all figuring out the food situation. We had a little bit of drama. We had some Instagram uh, female models tweeting, stirring the pot a little bit, saying that guys are already hoping to fly them out down into the bubble, which is which is not what we need if if we need the NBA season to happen. Uh, slated for the end of July for the first couple of games. So so we're close. We're just about two weeks out. The MLS has started with everything. Sporting KC started. If you listen to episode 25, you heard Snacks and I live commentate um, whatever MLS game that was. I can't even remember. But it's not really having the impact on me that I hoped it would. You know, at some point, it, it comes to the realization that we want sports back, but we want the sports that we really care about back. And to be totally honest, growing up without an NBA team, I have never really gotten into the NBA too much, I would say. Obviously, I would definitely classify myself as a very casual NBA fan. But being down here in Dallas, uh, being able to be so close to where the Mavericks play, American Airlines Arena, and then also having a team with with a bunch of entertaining, well-known players. Obviously, Luca. Don't forget, Chris Tops is on the roster as well. And then Big Boban. I mean, how can you not like that guy? So like he is literally the definition of the friendly giant. Very, very uh, European heavy on the Dallas Mavericks, which I, I'm now coming to realize we're the Euro guys, which I respect. I'm all in on that. I love my my brothers across the pond. Still got a, a few random listeners. Poland is always one popping up. If you are listening in Poland, can you DM me somehow? Or, or if you are listening in a country other than the United States, please let me know. I am interested to know who you are because I, I seriously highly doubt we have ever met. But uh, I'm sure you're you're a lovely and talented person in, in whatever profession you've chosen to to embark on. So reach out and, and maybe we can connect on that. How did we get there? I have no idea. 
NBA bubble life going very well. Twitter this week going extremely well. Twitter has also been very, very weird. Uh, we're we're going to get into it here in a second. Pretty much, uh, honestly, I, I just jumped into this episode. No one else is on this episode. Episode 26 is just Jeff. This this is all you're getting. I, I didn't even do an agenda for us today. I apologize. I was just so excited to get behind the mic, get this content cranked out, help you survive the rest of your Friday. Man, we are... Uh, I'm excited to be here. Excited to be in your ears. I, I always am. I actually had a, a couple of things that I was I, I meant to say at the start, but totally skipped over. So the, the 16, 17 minute mark is is a perfect place to get into it. A couple of shout outs. Shout out Scott Edwards. Wow, Scott. Hats off to you, my man. Elevated Gains just launched today, actually. So I'm recording on July 16th. Launched today, Elevated Gains the one company where you need to go if you are if you're working out doing your quarantine workouts your in-home apartment workouts following your virtual trainers a lot of peloton activity has been going on and you are consuming your protein shakes bars whatever it is you need to check out elevated gains protein bars with cbd infused in it awesome flavors cinegram oh sheesh as someone who has a very weak appetite in the mornings, and I find myself, uh, I've sort of been on a little toast kick, it, it doesn't really do it for me. I, I'm not getting the nutritional value that I need from just a piece of toast with strawberry jam. Strawberry jam, wildly superior to grape jam, just for the record. But with elevated gains... You're able to have the nutrients, the calories, the energy to keep you going, to keep your muscles happy, to keep your stomach happy. After your workout, in the morning, it do not matter. 21 grams of protein, 25 grams, milligrams, excuse me. I think that would be a lot. 25 grams of CBD. I think that would be a lot of CBD. 25 milligrams of CBD to improve your body's performance and recovery. Elevated gains for the doers. Scott, I'm proud of you, man. Way to go. Everyone, be sure to check them out. Just go to their website, elevatedgains.com. And then while we're on the subject, too, we talked about it on episode 24 of the pod. Colton Robeson, Alec Graw, founders of Lux Men's Health. They are actually doing, uh, I think, the marketplace may be launching very soon but for now they are doing subscription box premium men's wellness products get a lot of great stuff full-size products in the subscription box and they're like 70 bucks oh and you can use the code all talk lux men's health get your summer box use the code all talk for 15 percent off of your order it's like 70 bucks for like three months of stuff, stuff like face wash, deodorant, uh, nutrient-rich kind of gum, stuff to stimulate your your mind throughout the day. As someone who is stuck to their chair, working a lot, I need to I need to stay sharp. I need to stay sharp. And then also someone who has been in a dire need for new deodorant, you need to get on Lux. Use code AllTalkPod. 
check them out. Check out Elevated Gains. It's always beautiful to see your friends flourish and, and take off before your eyes. That's exactly what Elevated Gains and Lux are doing. With Lux especially, it's $70 for, for like three months. What I like to do is sort of break stuff down on, on a daily cost basis. So for example, like my air conditioning. Growing up, parents, fathers especially, seem to have a, an iron fist on the AC, the temperature within the home, within the apartment, wherever you may be living. And I realized that it is strictly due to cost. But when I have been growing up now as a, a standalone, single, not single, living on my own adult, I've decided, I've taken the leap of self-wellness and decided if my energy bill is going to be a little bit more expensive for me to to spend a few more bucks a day, then so be it. I can spend that money on myself. If it makes me happy today, then that is what I care about. I I care about my well-being. I care about the well-being of any visitors that may be coming into my home. I want to make sure that they're comfortable. So what I'm getting at is you can go and spend an ungodly amount if, if you're in a place lucky enough to be able to be going out to bars comfortably, cheers to you, first of all. But you could spend $70 on a round of Vegas Bombs, for example. Something that episode one Michael Dolan, episode one guest Michael Dolan was supposed to be giving up this year, and, and I believe he has failed upon that. But you can spend 70 bucks very quickly on stuff that is not good for you. So why not spend 70 bucks on a full box of stuff that's going to improve your health, your wellness, your mental sharpness for like three months? It, it, it doesn't make any sense. But I digress. Go check out Elevated Gains and Lux. Appreciate both those guys. All three of those guys. Two guys at Lux. I'm sure there's a whole team at Elevated Gains. Also... I'm just plugging the hell out of these two guys, or these two companies today. Elevated Gains, sweet t-shirts over there. All right, back to it. Sorry for that, like, mid-episode introduction. That that felt like an introduction that was halfway through the episode. So, we're not... Whoever's writing up my scripts over here at the company, the All Talk Pod company, will likely get fired after episode 26, Clinton Portis episode. NFL has continued to make headlines, some good, some very bad. Very bad, and we're going to get that over with. The Washington football organization, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, it's been hinted at pretty much all week. Very shady stuff uh, has been going on from a Washington reporter perspective. No details were dropped, so a lot of stuff happened on Sunday night where a few reporters who cover the Washington Redskins were hinting at really big news coming this week. It's not all going to be good. We had some other stuff happen that that led to this week's or today's news. We had a couple of, of personnel get fired, get let go, and then the voice of the Redskins as well mysteriously quit. And no one really knew exact exactly why. All of the common folk not connected to the Washington football organization were left in the dark. A lot of uh, wondering was happening this week. 
but we all had a feeling we all knew whoever was following this story that it was not going to be pretty and it did not disappoint very very bad stuff coming from the Washington football organization today sexual misconduct allegations over a decade multiple women it is just bad and it's all happening under the observation, under the control, under the direction of outcasted, looked down upon owner Dan Snyder. Someone who has always sort of been on the fringe of the NFL ownership community. And I think this just solidifies the position that the Redskins, obviously, on the field ever since Clinton Portis left. They've not been good. Uh, They've missed on drafts. You know, they've been dealt and stricken with bad injuries. I will say they have some stuff looking up to them. But so many stories coming out of of honestly just rampant sexual misconduct within the organization. And it's it's just a sad look. It, It really is. I can't believe that something like that is happening. There are only 32 companies like the Washington football organization in the world. Just 32 of them. That means that your margin for error, everything under all of your operations need to be under a microscope. If this was going on, which it was for for several, several years, that means that the higher-ups, the front office, the GM, the owner... Everyone like that, everyone in those types of positions had to have some knowledge of it. And honestly, if that is the case, which it it seems like it is, there needs to be a new owner in Washington. I, I don't care who it is. Bezos, swoop in. We need a Jeff football owner out there. Maybe he could get me a job. That would be sweet. Me and Jeff Bezos, Jeff Woodruff, Jeff Bezos running the Washington, still haven't figured out their mascot name yet. But very sad news coming out of Washington, expecting a lot of fallout. Hopefully hopefully everyone just gets canned. They need a clean house up there. But as far as the you know the on-field stuff goes, well, while we're on the topic of Washington, they've got some good stuff going. You know, I'm happy for them. Chase Young is going to be a monster. That dude literally looks like he weighs like a cool 215, just a really strong 215, but he's like 280. He's a monster, and he's cut. He's going to go out there and, and be a game changer for them. Darius Geis, running back, had some injuries. Haskins, quarterback, no, could be better. Alex Smith is is making his way back. Alex Hats off to you, man. Hope hope the best for your family. And then they've got some good wideouts uh, on the outside as well, who who are, you know, make, made some headlines in their rookie year, and uh, you know potentially are paving the way. But I think the biggest change, obviously, is going to be Ron Rivera coming over from the Carolina Panthers. Someone who's been to the Super Bowl, someone who knows how to win, someone who's really not going to take any shit that Dan Snyder probably puts the rest of his coaches through. So. Redskins, figure it the F out. Let's just hope for football. On to better news. Staying pat with the NFL. The free agency, or excuse me, the franchise tag deadline 
came up this week. I believe it was on Wednesday of this week, around 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. And essentially what that means is everyone who got the franchise tag designation, so each team, each of the 32 teams, are able to place the franchise tag tender on one of their players. And what the franchise tag essentially does is locks that player into a one-year contract for that team. So they're going to be playing for just one year, no long-term deal figured out. And the franchise tag is typically not a great thing, not a great look for the player. Or the players don't typically appreciate that because if you look at it from their perspective, what they want is, you know, long-term job security. That's that they want the long-term deal. They want the guaranteed money. They want to make sure that if they go out there and get hurt, then you know, they're never going to be able to earn money again because, yeah, I get it. They're making a shit ton of money per year, but as just a human, as humans do, we crave more, and football players will, will fall suit there. But for each of the players that had the franchise de- tag designation placed on them for this upcoming year, them, their agents, and the team had the ability to reach a long-term deal up until like 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock of this week. I think it was maybe Tuesday. For a couple of big names, really only two guys got those long-term deals that they were looking for. Running back Derrick Henry, he he got inked. Uh, if, if you all remember, the Titans signed Tannehill, bad contract. Like four years, some maybe like $100 million or something like that. They signed Tannehill to a big contract, and Tannehill at the start of last year was not starting for the Titans, okay? Tannehill has been just the most average, mediocre quarterback, injury-ridden throughout his career. He plays like nine or ten really good games. I'll give him that for sure. But the Titans sunk a lot of money into him. And then the guy who actually deserved it was Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry, obviously the beast that he was. He was someone at the start of last year that sort of rubbed me the wrong way from years previous, mostly just because of fantasy football. But he made up for it, and he got paid for it. Four-year, $50 million contract, $25 million in guaranteed money. So Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill are staying in Nashville for quite some time for the remaining few years, next four years. So looking at it, Tannehill also got four years, $118 million. And that really sucks because the quarterback is paid at such a premium because their position is obviously so important. But looking at the impact that Derrick Henry was giving on a day-to-day basis, or a game-to-game basis, excuse me, and the production that he was giving all the way up until the AFC Championship game, you know, it... It's tough to see someone get paid half as much for the same amount of time and see the impact that each of those guys had on the field. And it's strictly because of the positions. From a organizational and management standpoint, probably the correct call to not pay Derrick Henry four years $100 million because he's likely going to get hurt. I'm not saying that specifically because of him. I'm saying it because of the position he plays at running back. Those guys just get hit hurt more often than other positions do, and that's that's just a cold, hard fact. So Derrick Henry got paid 
a little bit closer to home, Chris Jones, defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, also got paid. Very happy for my boy Chris. And Chris has been one of those guys this entire offseason that you want to see pay that man. Please pay Chris Jones. When we drafted Chris Jones, he ran out onto the NFL draft stage. Roger Goodell was out there. And Chris walks out, skips out, very excited, puts on his Chiefs hat, gives Roger Goodell a huge bear hug, and just squeezes the bejesus out of him, and is just immediately all in on Kansas City. And, you know, obviously being from Kansas City, that that hits a little different, as the kids mates say. But you root for a guy like that. You root for a guy that, that buys into the team that he's playing on, gives back to you know, a lot of the, the organizations around the city, and then makes it a point to to give appreciation to the fans because, you know, every once in a while, we like to we like to get recognized for our efforts. And Chris, I'm very happy he got the deal done. Got it done before the deadline. Got it done on the heels of Patrick Mahomes' mega deal, 10-year, over $500 million deal. Chris inks a four-year, $85 million deal. That includes 60 in guarantees. So Chris got what he was looking for. I think that's, you know, looking at that, when it first came out, I was like, wow, that's a big deal. That That's a, that's a lot of money for a team who just sent out half a billion dollars to our quarterback, which is totally earned. Not Not upset about that deal at all. But it, it sort of puts us, or or initially thought, it puts us in sort of a precarious situation with the rest of the talent that we have. And what the Chiefs are basically going to be looking at for the next few years is a very, very elite roster when it comes to the guys, the 22 guys that are starting. So that doesn't leave us a ton of flexibility with depth. So it means that we are very, very well equipped to make an incredibly strong run at the Super Bowl over the next few years. No team has ever won three Super Bowls in a row. The Chiefs are in a position to where they might do it. If we get football back this year, I'm telling you, the Chiefs, are an organization, much like a a few of the other big names, you know, I'll pull out the Ravens, I'll pull out the 49ers, I'll pull out just contenders from last year, because this offseason is not a good time to be instilling a whole new offense, a whole new defense. If this was the Chiefs last year, when we basically brought in eight or nine, maybe ten new starters to our defense, new defensive coordinator, new linebacker coach, new D-line coach, and we are all trying to do this stuff virtually, you know, doing this stuff in a limited capacity, it's not easy. I, I, I can tell you that, not from experience, but just from common sense. It, it's going to be a major benefit to organizations who know what their game plan is, know what their identity is, to go into 2020 and just be familiar, be be confident that they know what they're doing, while other teams, you know, enter the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Tom Brady, Gronk, you know, that that's going to be du- that's going to be really tough. I think it's going to be tough for Tom just no matter what. The dude has spent the last, you know, 15 or however many years in New England learning from one coach, dealing with just a few different offensive coordinators, and now he's got a whole entire new system to get down. It's just not going to be easy. So if we get football back this year, I'm incredibly excited for how good I think the Chiefs are going to look compared to the rest of the league. And bringing guys back like Chris Jones, it, it does just wonders for you know so many different guys. It, first of all, it does wonders for just the locker room in general. Chris is someone that you always see the different players messing with on Twitter. Tyreek, oh my God. Tyreek had me dying this week. The video of him getting, that kid made a hell of a catch. Tyreek just getting posterized, mossed by some high schooler. And then Tyreek, Tyreek totally just buys into all the hate that he's getting. Updates his Twitter picture to have the Michael Jordan crying meme over his face. Comedy gold right there. But anyway, the Chiefs are guys, and Chris is always the one of them that's mixing it up on Twitter, having a great time. So Chris is obviously a huge locker room guy, great guy to have around. And then especially, you know, for the defense uh, in particular, the rushing ability that Chris brings from a defensive tackle position is, you know, next to Aaron Donald. And then, you know, maybe give me a couple of other guys, maybe five legitimate pass rushers at the defensive tackle position in the NFL. And that opens up so much stuff for spags, for defensive coordinators to do with the other components of the defense. Bring up Honey Badger, bring him into the box. It gives Frank Clark the ability to not be double teamed on every single play. And that is just something that defensive coordinators are going to have to think of for the next four years is Chris Jones, Frank Clark, who knows? Taco Charlton, get your head on straight, come out with a good attitude, and then we have a three-headed monster up front. Taco, former first-rounder, free agent that we grabbed, Brett Veach, special. Going out and getting getting talent that maybe hadn't developed that the way they wanted to. While we're on the subject of Brett Veach, is it crazy for me to get a Brett Veach face tattoo? Like, just tattoo Brett Veach's face onto my face? That dude is a legend. We had a hundred in the Chiefs actually only had $170 in cap space for this year, which basically means we only had the ability to give a player $170 for their contract for 2020 at one point. Restructured guys like Sammy Watkins, restructured guys like Demarcus Robinson, or brought back Demarcus Robinson on a one-year deal for, for next to nothing pretty much. And then obviously you had to cut some guys like Cam Irving. Thank God. Cam, if you're listening, good guy, not a great offensive lineman. Well, you are. You're an NFL player. But your talent compared to the rest of the pool, not good. But but Brett Veach got it done, figured out a way to pay Mahomes half a billion dollars, and then come to a deal with Chris Jones where both sides are happy. Very, very happy with with the way everything has been going with the Chiefs over the last three years. How can you not be? Literally, a, a complete 180. We had a 2-14 season a few years back. It was miserable. 
It was sad. It was hard to watch. Sundays were not enjoyable because you knew that the Chiefs were going to lose. And now, Sundays, hopefully fingers crossed, are going to be, and were, and have been over the last few years, amazing. I'm just excited. Football, if it's happening, it is surprisingly right around the corner. I cannot wait. And then while we're just here on the Chiefs too, Mahomes came out, GQ shot, shoot. That boy, that boy can dress. Gucci, Louis Vuitton, pinky rings, all sorts of good stuff coming from Mahomes in the GQ shoot. Actually, you know what's really nice about living in an apartment? Well, a lot of things are nice about living in an apartment. You know, one, the the on-call maintenance stuff. Your sink is broken. You don't have to, like, call a plumber. You just put in a service request. But also... The mail that your former, uh, the former residents of your your potential units have not cut off, and our former resident subscribes to the men's GQ. So we have a nice stack of about twelve GQs that we get once a month, and I am just checking the mail, waiting for that Mahomes GQ to come through. Just an, a very very tasteful piece of of coffee table material. That's going to be added to to the apartment 3606 coffee table here. Very excited. Very happy for Mahomes. It's it's insane to think that Mahomes is literally the face of the NFL. Like, the Chiefs quarterback, my quarterback, is the face of the NFL. The Chiefs are what are dominating the headlines. I'm getting all jazzed up about it. But we before we get too excited... Let's all remember, continue. I don't care. If this means that one person is going to start wearing a mask, then I'm going to say it. Please just, you know, try and have a little bit of social dignity is what I'm going to call it. Look out for your brothers and sisters that that we all live with. Even if you don't know them, we want to be nice to each other, remember. And we also want to have football this year. So take everything going on seriously. As someone who lives in Texas, not a good representation of that. But like New York, hey, hats off. I'm proud of you guys. Way to get out of it. Because Dallas, we're trending in the wrong direction. But we're going to get there. We are going to get there in a very exciting week we had. And I'm just happy to have been able to share some of my thoughts on it with you. Something that I've been blessed to do over the last 26, 27 weeks, whatever it may be. Episode 26 was was a nice way to smooth out this week. A hectic week, but it feels good to be able to get all these thoughts out. I feel like I've been you know, focused on a lot of work stuff this week and haven't had the ability to, to really blab and just get on Twitter and, and talk about the NFL, talk about... NBA players catching massive bass, which is something I'm obviously very passionate about. But it has been very good. So I'm excited. Thanks again for listening to episode 26. Before we get you out of here, Dallas, let's take a quick look at our weather. It's been ungodly hot down here recently, and we're, we're probably just going to continue on that path. Big weather Looks like they are serving us up a crystal clear weekend of mid-90s, which probably means heat index is going to get to like 105, I would say, for most of the day. 96 throughout the entirety of the weekend. Sunny, sunny, sunny. Get out there, work on those midsummer, I guess, 
maybe yeah maybe like 75 percent summer tans if we're 75 percent away through summer I'm, I'm gonna be sad so no one check me on that because I, I don't want to be that far through summer. Summer is when I thrive. I, I, I really believe that. Summer is the time where, think back to January where it was getting dark at like 6 o'clock. I think I've said this before, but if you cannot appreciate, if you had a really crappy day today, just appreciate how light it is, you know, at, at 8.15 tonight. And then that'll hopefully put things in perspective for you. So get out there, enjoy it. For you states, you cities that are doing well on the coronavirus front, keep doing you. Keep your heads down. Stay smart. Stay safe. Stay healthy, everyone. Remember, if you enjoyed today's episode, tell a friend. I already plugged social media. Follow Lux. Follow Elevated Gains. Lux Health. Lux Men on Instagram. Elevated Gains on Twitter and Instagram. Give those guys a shot. Let's, uh, let's support everyone. Let's be nice to everyone. Let's finish out this week strong. You are very close, Friday listeners. So close. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I get to spend this exciting time with you. But that wraps us up for episode six, 26. I was about to say 16. I wonder, oh, it's because it's the 16th. That caught my eye. Episode 26 of the All Talk Pod. I think this was my first episode, sort of just doing a standard format by myself. Stat department, check me on that, please. But it was good. It, I needed this me time today. And I'm glad I was able to share it with you all. Episode 26, it was great. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. I said I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it again at the All Talk Pod. And we will see you all next week episode 27 i can't even think of a good episode or player who wore who wears 27 but that is when we'll see you maybe thursday maybe friday we shall see enjoy your weekend you know you deserve it love you all bye mm-hmm.